1 Samuel 17 in verse number 4. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all that you have done. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. We ask, Lord, would you please move in this service today? Would you speak to hearts and change lives? Help us to realize who we are and help us to see you, Lord, for who you are. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing and thank you for being here. Who is this man in verse number four? Who is this man by the name of Goliath? As I begin to study in these scriptures this past week, I begin to notice that the Bible says that this man by the name of Goliath, the Bible says he is out of the camp of the Philistines. The Bible also says in verse number four that this man by the name of Goliath, he says he was a champion. The Bible says he was a champion. I really did not understand what the word champion meant, so I began to study it. You know, you would think he was maybe like a champion fighter or a champion boxer or a champion sport team. But when I studied this word champion here, it means a man that stood between. A man that stood between. See, we notice in verse number three in our Bible that the Philistines, their army stood on one mountain on one side. And we notice that Israel stood on the mountain on the other side. And in between these two mountains was a valley. And in this valley is where Goliath would come out. He is the man, the champion that would stand in between these two mountains. We also find out about this man, if you have your Bible still open, we'll find in verse number 16 of this chapter that in the morning time and in the evening time is when this giant would come out. He would come out in the mornings and then he would come back in the evenings and it says that he would draw near. That means that this giant would take his stand. Uh, this giant, we see in verse number 24, as this giant would continue to come out, and the Bible says that he continued this for 40 days. For 40 days, this giant would walk down into the valley, and he would look up at the nation of Israel, and he would challenge them. He was the man that would stand between. His name is Goliath. For 40 days, he would do this. We see that this giant would grow larger and their fear would grow bigger. Every day, every morning, and every evening that this giant would come out, we read in verse number 24 of our text that these, these men from Israel, man, they was, they was tore up. They, they, they was dismayed. They had no idea what they needed to do with this giant that come before them morning and evening. I find it interesting that the Bible says that he did this for 40 days. Several other references in the Bible that things happened in 40 days. 
We'll, we'll find in the days of Noah that it rained for 40 days. We'll find that Moses was on the mountain receiving the commandments. He would be there for 40 days. We find that in the book of Jonah that it says in 40 days that Nineveh, Nineveh would be destroyed. But more importantly, we find that 40 days, Jesus, when he was fasting, it says for 40 days he would be tempted in the wilderness by the devil. And during this time, for 40 days, this, this man by the name of Goliath, he would, he would come down into the valley and he would challenge the nation of Israel. Send me a man down that I can fight with him. If this man that you send kills me, then we will serve you. But if I kill this man, then you will serve us. For 40 days, this man that we're learning about this morning, this giant of a man, the Scripture teaches us probably over nine foot tall, this giant of a man would walk out every morning. This giant of a man would walk out every evening, and he would call out to the nation of Israel. As I began to study this, I thought, what a hindrance this man was. What a hindrance this man was. We read in 1 Chronicles 16.40 that it was commanded of the nation of Israel by the Lord that in the morning time and in the evening time is when they would offer their sacrifices unto the Lord. And I find it interesting that the time that this nation of Israel should be offering sacrifices to the Lord, that is the exact time that this giant of a man by the name of Goliath, and we're learning who Goliath is, this giant of a man would come out and he would distract all of the children of God. He would distract them. Can I say to you and I this morning, if you're not careful, the giants in your life will begin to distract you. They will get your mind and your attention focused on things that you need not be focused on. Sometimes giants in our life will be there. They stop progress. They're an obstruction. They will do anything they can in your life to cause you to get your eyes off of the Lord and get your eyes onto the giant. As I begin to study this man, I'm trying to figure out, you say, well, preacher, we've heard about David and Goliath since we was children. Well, we need to really understand who this man Goliath really is. You know, if you study the Bible, you'll find out that names in the Bible has meanings. So I studied what the name Goliath meant. Listen to who this man is. The name Goliath means exile. It means captive. There was a purpose for this man by the name of Goliath. And the purpose was this, to take you out of your country and to forbid you to ever return back to your country. This man by the name of Goliath, his sole purpose was to put you in bondage, to put you in slavery, and to cause you to be in captivity. This is the whole purpose of this giant by the name of Goliath. He wanted to, for, for the nation of Israel to send down a man so that Goliath could kill that man so that all of God's people would be in bondage to the Philistines for the rest of their days. That was the purpose of the giant. Remember this. If you don't hear anything else about the giant, the purpose of the giant was bondage, slavery, and captivity. That was his sole purpose. Verse 8, he says, choose a man. If you still have your Bible open, say amen. amen. Look at verse 8 with me. And he stood and cried in the armies of Israel and said to them, 
Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and ye servants of Saul? Notice the last part of this verse. Choose you a man for you and let him, this is key, underline it, and let him come down, let him come down to me. I would present to you this morning that any time you're going to face a giant, you'll have to go into the valley to face him. This giant was not going to stand on the mountaintop. This giant was always and will always be in the valleys of life. He said, come down. When you study just those words, send someone down to where I'm at. Listen to what these words mean. Look at the digression here. It says, go down, put down, get down, sink down so that he can take you down. That's interesting to me. In verse number 11, it says they was dismayed and greatly afraid. That means to break down, to beat down, and to go down. The sole purpose of the giant by the name of Goliath was to bring someone down to where he was at. And if he could bring you down to where he was at, not only would he bring you down, but he would put you down and he would get you down so that the end goal would be so that he could eventually take you down. Do you understand that this morning, child of God? The giant. This giant by the name of Goliath. But it don't stop there. Who is this man? This man's name is Goliath. But let's look at verses 5, 6, and 7. He had a helmet of brass upon his head. He was armed with a coat of mail, 5,000 shekels of brass, graves of brass upon his legs, target of brass between his shoulders. The staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. Now look at the, look at the end of verse 7. And one bearing a shield went before him. As many times, Brother Dean, if I've read 1 Samuel chapter number 17, I never noticed that there was one that went before the giant. I never noticed that before. Flip over, flip over, if you will, to verse number 41 of this same chapter. The Philistine came on and drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. As I begin to study this, I find that every single morning and every single evening, stay with me now, we're getting to some final thoughts here. Every single morning and every evening for 40 days, this giant of a man by the name of Goliath would go down into this valley. But according to the Bible in verse number 7 and verse number 41, there was a man that would walk before this giant. He would walk before him. So no matter where Goliath went, the man who bared the shield would go before him. If Goliath would go to the left, the man bearing the shield would go to the left. If Goliath would go to the right, the man that bared the shield would go to the right. If Goliath began to walk down into the valley as he took the steps down the mountain to get into the valley, the man who bared the shield would go before Goliath. 
And if you study about this man who bears this shield, it's a very interesting thing because the word bear means he lifted up the shield. The shield here is a buckler. It's a defense armor used in war, and it's worn on the arm, and it's usually four foot tall that would cover just about the whole body. And you know what the shield was there for? In case someone would throw a rock or a stone or a dart. The man who bared the shield was there to keep those rocks and those spears and those darts away from the man that was behind him. Can you picture it with me? So here we are. Goliath, every morning, would come down and he would look up on the mountaintop and he would say, send me a man. Send me a man that will fight with me. And if I kill the man, you will be our servants. But if the man that you send kills me, then we will be your servants. And as this mountain of a man, covered in armor from the top of his head to the sole of his feet, all of this brass that completely surrounded this giant of a man by the name of Goliath, the shield bearer went before him. As I begin to study about this shield bearer, I begin to ask, what was this man's name? Who was this shield bearer? His name, as far as I find, has never been mentioned in anywhere of the Word of God. But what an important job that the shield bearer had. He was there to protect Goliath. He was there to make sure that nothing was slung or flung or threw through the air that would reach him, although he had a, a large amount of brass armor on his body. So we see the man Goliath. And now we find that there was a man that went before him. We don't know what this man's name is. Next, stay with me. If you're ever going to study about a man by the name of Goliath, you must do a study on a man by the name of David. We find in verse number 41 through 49 of this text, turn there with me and let's read it together. 1 Samuel 17, 41. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. When the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. The Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog, and thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said, David, come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Look at verse 45. It's very important. Don't miss it. And I want you to underline some words in this verse. Please look at it. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, number one. He came with a sword, number two, and with a spear, and number three, and with a shield. He said, You have come to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. 
He said, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. Can I hear an amen on that? Capital L, capital O, capital R, and capital D. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcass to the host of the Philistines this day under the fowls of the air to the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with, verse 47, tie verse 47 in with verse 45, and look at the differences. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. Hmm. For the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. Hmm. We find out who David is. I love verse number 49 in here. It says that David, David in verse 40, he had a staff, which was a rod for guiding. He had five smooth stones, and he had a script, which was a, was a, uh, a shepherd's bag and a sling. And in verse number 49, it says he took the sling, and he took the stone, and this is some good old southern language, and he slanged it. How you like that? That's what the Bible says. He took that stone and he took that sling and he slanged that stone. Now stay with me now. Stay with me. This is very important. You can't miss this. Here is this mountain of a man. Come up here, children's pastor. Here is this mountain of the man. Here, you be the mountain of the man. I feel more comfortable you being the mountain of the man. Well, here I am. I'm, I'm carrying the shield. All right, here you are. You're covered in brass and armor. Here I am. Go that way, mountain of a man. Look, 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 look. I got you. Wherever you're going, I got you, son. Go back that way. Look, I got you. I got you. Okay, now here comes, here comes this shepherd boy out. And we're looking. And I'm saying, I'm saying, sir. He's, he's winding up something. And here I stand, and I've got you. I'm the shield bearer. No rocks. <laughs> no, nothing's going to get to you. You just hang tight. And then all of a sudden, I'm standing here, and from, from behind me, I hear a noise that goes, huh. Thank you. Did you hear it? You're supposed to fall off there and land on your face. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just, just don't put your hands down and from right here, just fall. All of a sudden, here is the, here is the bearer of the shield. He's standing there, and he has to hear behind him. And he looks, and this giant of a man gets hit in the head with a rock. And the Bible teaches us that he falls forward and lands on his face on the earth. Can I present to you this morning, the shield bearer did not do his job. <laughs> he failed that day. Stay with me now. The shield bearer did not do his job. 
When that rock was slang out of that, out of that slingshot and that rock come flying through the air, it hit Goliath. Goliath the giant fell to the earth. David ran, got the sword away from the giant, cut his head off, and it says that all of the Philistines fled. Wonder what happened with the shield bearer. I wonder, I'm just picturing this in my mind, I wonder as he's holding the shield and the champion, the man who stands between in the valley as he falls to the earth, I wonder if the shield man throws the shield. I wonder if he drags the shield. I wonder if he even cares about the shield. But I can tell you this, all, all of the Philistines ran, they fled, they got away from God's people. But this is what really got my attention. We see the man Goliath. We know that there was a man that went before him. The Bible teaches us that. We see the man by the name of David. But this is what really got my attention. Why in verse 45 did it say, you came to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield? And he said, I come to thee in the name of the Lord, the eternal Jehovah of hosts, of a mass of God's army, of the, of the God of the armies of Israel, the supreme God. Verse 46, this day the Lord... The Lord saveth not, in verse 47, the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, but he does not mention the shield. He left one out. He left one out. Turn with me now in closing to 2 Samuel chapter 22. 2 Samuel, all the way through 1 Samuel, all the way to 2 Samuel. And I want you to turn to chapter number 22. And I want us to see what David says in chapter 22 of 2 Samuel. Second Samuel chapter number 22. I'm going to wait till there's no more pages turning. If you found your place, say amen. amen. Look at verse number 1. And David spake unto the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, the words of this song, in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all of his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, the Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my, what's that next word? Shield. And the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my Savior, thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Can I present to you this morning? According to what David says about the Lord, <laughs> there was a man that went before David that day. Do you understand that, child of God? 
<laughs> there was a man that went before David that day. And you know who this man is? He is the Lord. He is the capital L-O-R-D. He is the eternal one. He is Jehovah God. He is the supreme God. And he is the only true God. Amen. And David told us that he was there the whole time, but I never really had thought about it before. He said, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. He said, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, who saves not with sword and spear. But he said, you know what he's going to save me with? Because he didn't mention it. He said, he will save me with his shield. And you know, when I begin to think about this, I think about it. Here we are. We're standing there. We're watching all of this unfold. We're watching this giant man go live. We're watching this shield bear. And then all of a sudden, we're watching this shepherd come out. And he's got this little slingshot. And he begins to wind it up. And he slang it. And the rock hit the giant in the head. And the giant hit the ground. And the, and the, and the shield bear takes off running. But how in the world could David do that? He said it. I can't but God can. There's so many times in life you and I don't even realize it. There's things in life that you and I will walk up against and, and with our natural eye, we don't see it. But with our spiritual eye, there is a God of heaven that is protecting every one of His children. Do you hear that this morning? There is a God in heaven that is protecting his children. And then I've done some more studying on this. I found out in Psalm 18, 1 and 2, David said that, that the Lord is my buckler, he's my shield. I found out in Psalms 3, 3, when he fled from Absalom, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. I found out in Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. I found out in Psalm 139, verse number 5, that David said, the Lord is behind me, the Lord is before me, and the Lord had his hand upon me. I found out that David realized that there was a man that not only went before him, but there was a man that was behind him, and there was a man that had his hand on him, and that man is the capital L-O-R-D. Can you hear that this morning? You say, hey, hey, it didn't... It didn't say nothing about the Lord going before him. Well, David told us. He told us the whole time, this battle is not mine. This battle is the Lord's. This battle is the Lord's. And I wonder how many times, Brother Steve, when me and you was out in the world doing things, and then I wonder how many times since we've been saved and we, and we come up against something we didn't even realize it was there. But can I tell you this? Come here, preacher. Can I tell you this? That every time that you're going through life and you're walking, can I tell you the capital L-O-R-D is your shield bearer. And if you go that way, the Lord is going this way. And if you go that way, the Lord is going this way. And if you go that way, the Lord is going this way. But better than that, the Lord is before you. The Lord is behind you. And the Lord has his hand on you. They can nothing bother you when the Lord is surrounding you. Amen. Amen. Do you hear that this morning? See, I thought when I got saved, that's all I was getting. I didn't realize that I had a shield bearer that went with me everywhere that I go. A shield bearer that goes with me everywhere that I go. 
God's a good God. He's doing things that nobody can't even see. You say, hey, they didn't nobody see the Lord in that valley that day. David did. Because you know who the Lord is? He's the champion. He's the man that stays between. And if you're in the valley, he'll be in the valley with you. And if you're on the mountain, he'll be on the mountain with you. And you know what? I'm going to give you a promise. The Lord said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And when things get bad and there's rocks and arrows and darts coming your way, just remember this. The Lord has never dropped his shield and the Lord has never run from a battle and he will never run from a battle and he will be there from the beginning to the end and all through of eternity. What a God that we're serving this morning. He's the shield bearer. You get that? Honey, he's the shield bearer. <laughs> he's the shield bearer. Sometimes me and my family, we've got together and we went down some rocky paths. But guess what? He's there. You know them paths you was going down? He's the shield bearer. Amen. I don't know what I'm going to do down this way. You know what he's saying? I'm with you. You know what he's saying? I'm with you. Yeah, but this right here is tough. He says, yeah, but I'm with you. Yeah, but this is getting really hard and scary. Hey, listen, the shield bearer is right there. If you turn around this way, he's there. If you go this way, he's there. And then guess what? He's got his hand on you. He's got his hand on you. Do you realize that? God is good today. God is so good. And He is so faithful. The very last time that you'll find the word shield used in all of the Bible, the very last time, I looked it up and I just looked up the word shield. And there is a last time, there is a last time that the word shield is used. And you'll find it in the New Testament. And you'll find it in the book of Ephesians when it's talking about the armor of God. It's in chapter number 6. And when you get to verse number 16 of all of that armor, you know what it says? You ready for this? You know what it says, Brother Joe? And above all, that's how it says it. And above all, take the, you ready? Do you know what it is? Take what? The what? The shield of faith. Above all, it's the very last time it's mentioned. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith you should be able to quench and destroy all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. Above all else, that shield of faith. So where are you at? Where are you at right now? You skipping along up on the mountaintop saying, Woo, man, God is good. Or are you finding yourself coming down? Coming down into a valley, going down into a valley, realizing that it will get you down, it will cast you down, it will tear you down, and eventually it will destroy you. And let me ask you this. 
Have you ever been through something in your life and this thought come to you? It's like a whisper. It's like a whisper, and it says this. No one cares for you. No one cares for you. Who's called you? Who sent you a card? Who was it that texted you when you was dealing with all of that? You walked into that church again and you hadn't been there in a month. No one cared. Your kids has been dealing with all of that. No one's asked you how they're doing. Your marriage has been struggling and people don't care. You're all alone. You're all alone. All of that stuff you've dealt with through life, girl, you're all alone. People walk up and they'll say, hey, how you doing? And they'll smile, but you know in their heart they don't mean it. That's what the giant, morning and evening, and for days and days and days wants to tell you. And he's good at it. He is the man in between. He is between the mountaintops. And you know what he wants to do? He wants to get you out of your country and keep you there for the rest of your days. But don't ever forget this. <laughs> don't ever forget it, Brother Ross. You're never alone. Because the Lord is not only your salvation, but He is your buckler, and He is your shield, and He is your rock, and He is everything that you and I will need until he takes us home to be with him in glory. So here I walk, Ricky. You can't see it, but the Word of God teaches me the Lord is right here. And here I walk, Brother Grayson, you can't see it, but you know what? The Lord is right here. And you know what? Here I walk, and you can't see it, but you know where the Lord's hand is? It is right here. And I can put all of my trust in Him. Because this battle is not mine. I cannot fight this battle with a sword and with a spear, but this battle will be won with a a shield. Miss Gina. He's my defender. He is the lifter of our heads. So you know what I'll do this morning? (laughs) I will do as David did. I will sing and I will praise Him and I will thank Him for not only saving me, but for being my buckler and my shield. That is who He is in my life. And that's who He is in your life. You guys going to sing? while they're singing and while they're doing whatever they need to do. If you're in a valley this morning, if you're dealing with things, if you're coming down off the mountaintop and the giant is challenging you in your life, would you please get up out of your pew and realize that every step you take, the Lord is stepping with you. And would you bow down in an altar and call on the capital L, O, R, D, and ask Him and thank Him for all that He's done, for all that He's doing, and thank Him for all that He's going to do. 
in Jesus' name. Grab the person beside you and say, come on. Let's go spend some time with the Lord while they sing.